Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, loves, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. So the first couple of hours we uh, talked about the uh, mass shootings, and obviously the subject of mental illness came up, and I thought, hey, um, that in itself is a subject that I've done before, but I really would like to talk about it again because, uh, you know, mental illness uh, issues affect entire families, not just the person who is experiencing the mental uh, breakdown. And Sheila in Lancaster, proof of that, uh, happily married. One morning, husband wakes up, 54 years old, and he's a totally different guy. He's dropping the F-bombs. I mean, it almost sounds like he developed an overnight case of Tourette's on steroids, uh, complete with mood swings and uh, paranoia and extreme lethargy, and he doesn't think anything is wrong with him. Now, you have not you, – you blocked him, Sheila, so he's got no way to contact you telephonically. Yeah. Right. I, I had I had to. My adult children thought that I should have thrown him out um, when this all started because he was so bad. He was just so bad. But I love the man, and I still do with my whole heart. I mean, we've been together since we were 16, and we're old. Um, love him to pieces, but he's not my husband anymore. I mean, he's the man that I, I love is gone. Um, but when he left, he sent me a very nasty text that very first night he was heading on to the great – Florida, wherever he was going, and it was so nasty. I had, I, I said, I'm not doing this anymore, and I blocked him. And um, he has, I, we've written letters, and he served me with papers last year, and sent an attorney that crazy. He was manic, um, cra- just crazy letters, and he t- stapled a dollar. It, it's the, the, well, it doesn't matter. Um, just not well, and my family has been destroyed. It's been absolutely uh. destroyed, and I have to tell you. I'm, I'm not alone. This is what happened. And um, I love him. I pray for him every day. Um, he's just, he's, he's gone, but he's still around. It's, it would go through that same grieving. All of my children have grieved like the death of their dad, but their dad is still walking this earth, um, living wherever he's living in Florida. Um, are, you, are you divorced, safe to say? We are now. It took a year and a half because his attorney couldn't find him for a while. But but just recently, within the last couple months, I am officially now, which breaks my heart because, I, like I said, I love the man. But I but it had my kids are so happy. <laughs> my adult children are because he, he is just it's bad. It's very bad. We're all broken. Um, this disease and my husband is broken. He's a very broken man. But in part of the diseases, 
he feels he's right and and that he's not you know he's well and we're all not well and so, so what, what do the doctors say i mean i guess what what grabs me uh, most about this uh, number one is the age at which he flipped and um the rapidity the suddenness with which he went off the deep end as you i believe uh, phrased it earlier well, he and he even said he went off the deep end when he originally came back from Florida. He used those words with me, but he never would use them after that. But the, what I've learned, like I said, that NAMI NAMI, which is you can look it up. They have local classes. It's heartbreaking to see all the people that are struggling with addiction and with mental illness. But um, what I've learned is that, um, and his mother was was had clinically depressed and had the shock treatments and stuff when he was little. Um, so it definitely has that genetic piece for him. Um, but what I've learned is that oftentimes it's underlying and there's triggers. Um, there's triggers that may bring it on. And I, and looking back, we, we had just become grandparents that like the month before, no, 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 we were about to be grandparents. The month before is when he woke up and was never the same. And his, the apple of his eye, our daughter, was getting married that fall. And those two things were happening, and I don't know. I, that, that's the only thing I can look back and say that's what triggered this full-blown mania, which was insane, absolutely insane. And, um, I mean, he didn't sleep. He was up 22. He was walking our dogs around the neighborhood at 4 in the morning because he didn't sleep. Um, it was scary. It was very, very scary. But it's not uncommon um, for bipolar, at least, to have triggers that could bring it out later. And I've learned in reading, like I said, all the groups I belong to on Facebook, that, that my story is, is, is repeated over and over again, that it, it doesn't necessarily happen in your 20s. It can, but it also can come out later. But, I mean, the fact that your daughter was getting married and that you were expecting a grandchild, that is what you believe was the trigger or were the triggers? I mean, things that ordinarily... I, I, right. I don't know because our son and his wife were about to, you know, be, have our first grandchild. We were so excited. I was so excited. And that's the only thing I can come up with because that was the only thing happening in our lives at the time. So what, what else would have triggered it? I have no clue. It was... You know, it was March of eight of seventeen, and and I nothing else was going on in our life. Our, we were just talking about our retirement, like the week before, two weeks before, about how we want to be snowbirds and all this. It was it's unfathomable what what happened, and that's the only thing that I can come up with. But a doctor cannot; they don't know. It, you know, I mean, it, but he's definitely there's no doubt bipolar with with the mania. It was full blown mania, spending money like crazy. I just full-blown mania oh. and then he then he would split then he came down for a couple months and then he would be like in the middle of the road but all the things that happened during mania stuck with him even when he was low or all you know kind of middle of the road that the paranoia things that he thought he still kept, those would still come out those would still come out of his mouth and he couldn't like that like almost branded his brain and he believed oh. it all to be true it was just, it's just so sad, and, and, I, and I'll tell you that for people that are going through this, it's very difficult. Like I said, I love him with my whole heart, and I will always love him, but I, but I don't ever want to see him again because it's not my husband anymore. It is a complete stranger um, who is broken and living with this disease who thinks 
he doesn't have anything wrong with them. And and wow. he's walked away from everybody, friends, his family. He has a very elderly dad. He hasn't he's he hasn't had contact with anybody. He just oh. has disappeared basically. Now this this is going to sound um, very trite, very very trite. I heard your uh, windshield wipers I think in the background earlier and in the south towns it is yeah. coming down like cats and yeah. dogs in the south towns. Yep. It is just pouring like you wouldn't believe and it's this cold yeah rain that is coming yeah, down. It is. Uh but you know what what would I mean I'm trying to get more calls from more people. Um, on this uh, mental illness subject, uh, what what questions should I be asking people to call in with as far as their uh, as far as their stories? Because I'd love to know how many stories there are like yours of people listening to this show right now. Because it could happen to anybody. It, well, and I'm like I said, I I'm amazed at the world that I've been forced to enter to to see how how common it is and how. As a, as a loved one, you are really helpless. And like just like they say with alcoholics, you know, you, they have to hit bottom and they've got to want to get better. The mental illness, not that, you know, you can get better by, you know, eating healthy. You need to be medicated and counseling and all the things that you need. But as, as your loved one goes, there's, there's literally nothing. I would have laid my life down for him to get better, and, and that would have even done it because without him – having any uh, accountability or ability to even understand how ill he was, um, he's never, nothing's, he's not going to get better. Um, and, I mean, there was, a, he went to a restaurant once, and he walked over to a table of a bunch of guys and told them that they weren't real men because they got their chicken wings medium, and men should eat hot chicken wings. And, and, and a fight erupted, and it should have. I wasn't there. I heard about it secondhand. But nobody called the police. And there was a couple things that he did that I, that if someone had called the police, he might have been forced to get help. Um, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, you know, it, it, the right place, the right time. But who knows? But that is a huge thing. I mean, that's why there's, I mean, these groups, there was women with their children right here in Western New York living under bridges in South Buffalo. And they're mentally ill, and they don't believe there's anything wrong with them. And these parents are broken because... They can't get their children, their, their, you know, 18, 20-year-old children to come home. They can't have them home because they're, it's so toxic. You can't have them home. Um, I get that because I left my, my husband stayed way longer than I should have allowed it, but I always remained hopeful that he eventually would get help. But, but these, you, these you parents, and, and now very he's, much. Now he's past the point of redemption, it would seem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I hope on this side of heaven, I tell I tell everybody this. I pray that somehow, some way, he can come and and make it make it right. He will never make it right with our adult children, but apologize to our children before he can no longer apologize. I I want that for my kids because my I I mean I'm I I'm an adult. This is my husband, but it's their dad, and and I and I don't know that'll ever happen because because of the pride and the mental illness and all the alcohol, all the stuff that's mixed together. I don't know if he'll ever be able to, to say he's sorry, but I hope. Just one, one, more, one more thing. You, you've mentioned Florida. I mean, you mentioned the alcohol. Is he doing other stuff too that's uh, not exactly no. helping the well, situation? He never did. He never did, but he never smoked either, and he started yeah. doing that. So I don't know. It was it, He's always struggled with alcohol his whole life. And looking back, I think. That was probably a good 
a good piece of what was happening inside of his head. But um, wow. but no, it's, I don't I don't know. But yeah, I don't know now at at this well, point. Sheila, it's I... just. Frankly, uh, your call, I, I know, I mean, you, you sound remarkably well-grounded um, for somebody who's been through what you've been through, basically the destruction of your marriage because your husband got mentally ill basically overnight and severely mentally ill overnight, and now you're divorced, which was the last place you wanted to be. Your uh, retirement plans absolutely. went down the tubes. and Absolutely. Uh, Sheila, I, I thank you kindly uh, for your call, love. I wish uh, wish there was something I could say or do, but there there's just nothing uh, I can do. Nope. Just honestly, it's 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 there's nothing you can do. Uh, you can throw all the money in the world at it. It, it. People with mental illness need help, and it's very difficult to give them the help they need. And so it should he be locked like, up? Do you think he should be locked up? No, no. I think he should be in in some type of intensive counseling. And medication. There's medications to help with the paranoia and the mania. I mean, they don't all work. Lithium. They still use lithium a lot from the but what he's not I'm hearing take and it. reading. I mean, he's not going to no, take he it. Or if he no, if he takes it, no, he'll it take was, it for a couple of weeks and then he'll stabilize and he'll get back off of it. Um, that's probably. The, that's the story over and over and over again. And that's why I, I say, you know what? God took him. God knows my heart. He knows our family, and he took him out. I couldn't push him he left on his own and really we needed him to go um and i i believe when i hear these stories over and over again that i quit my son said mom you would live that way for 10 years i go yeah i would have because he's your dad i love him but no no they're rebounding it's awful i I gotta i gotta move on i'm uh i'm really glad you called i'm sorry you had to go through that thank you uh, talking Thank about you. mental illness, and uh, that's one of the most uh, intriguing calls I've ever had on that particular subject, which uh, arose during our discussion of the mass shooting situation. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone. Anybody relate to what Sheila, the, the story Sheila just told us? Because according to her, it's uh, it's quite widespread out there. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. We've got, uh, and you don't have to give your real first name or hometown or anything when you call in. Uh, talking about mental illness and uh, your family. And uh, let's go to John in uh, Tonawanda. John, you're on WBEN. Welcome. Yeah, Tom, um, I've got some bad laryngitis. So if, I, if I'm not clear, just let me know. My, my voice is kind of wacky. Um but so to what your caller said, Sheila, um, I, I 100% um, agree with her. Um, I work in law enforcement, not on the police side, but more of the support dispatcher side. And uh, I, I can, with, without a doubt, agree with uh, your caller that the amount of mental um, problems in like the city and just in our community is just, it, it is rampant. Um, I've received you know, on a daily basis, multiple calls from people who will call and say, you know, hey, um, there's speakers in my house. I can hear people talking to me. My neighbor put a speaker in, in my car and I, I can hear him talking. And I'm saying, well, sir, I mean, are you schizophrenic or have you been seen by a doctor? And sometimes they'll say yes. And sometimes they'll say no. And you'll just try and talk to them and kind of get to the idea. Like, do you really think there's speakers beneath your pillow in your bedroom? But yeah, no, I can hear it. And the amount of denial that uh, people with this mental condition will go through, they will deny it up and down, just like your caller said before. Um, if they think it's there, you can you can say there's no one in that corner right there. 
If they think it's there, they will believe it, and they will fight you to the death. They'll say, yeah, that person's there. I'm hearing sounds. It's real. And um, just from my experience, this might not be the best estimate, but I'm, I'm going to assume, I'm, I'm going to say about 10 to 12 percent of the population has some kind of severe mental problems where they can maybe function for a, a bit and kind of seem somewhat um, uh, hidden, but nonetheless, they still have these problems. Wow. Uh, that's on the that's on the dispatch side. Of course, I, I would also say that uh, maybe one out of every 1,000 calls, there actually might be something to it. Um, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I get into my spiel about stealth personnel gear that I proved, but eh, I'll wait for the book. But anyway, uh, that is uh, that's a very that's a very interesting take. Uh, have you had a chance to talk with other dispatchers? Oh, oh, and uh, just uh, just a question too. Um, full moon, true or false? Your calls like that peaked during the full moon. Um, I've never really made the correlation, to, to be honest. I'm so busy, I've, I've never really checked to see if the full moon does kind of correlate. Maybe, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, just, I, I've talked with different dispatchers. I mean, it's, it's, from, it's, it's from coast to coast. Um, people who have mental problems, they get paranoid, they get scared, they call the police, and we treat every call like it's, like it's you know, it's life or death. That's, what, that's just what you have to do. But there are some calls where you think, you know, okay, this isn't real. I'm going to forward this person to ECMC or something like that. Um, so, I mean, it's, I, I would say it's a minimum 10% at most, maybe 15% of the, of the population. Um, you can hold on if you want to. I've got to take a break there, John, on WBEN. Talking about mental illness, uh, your family's experience with it, your experience with it. I mean, there we've got a, a dispatch guy who uh, had to take a lot of calls from people with uh, very interesting, uh, very interesting stories. Um, sometimes, again, though, I will tell you that uh, truth is, in fact, stranger than fiction. I am living proof of that. 27 minutes after 5 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, it's uh, 86 degrees in uh, Negril, Jamaica. <laughs> anyway, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN loves. It's 41 degrees and pouring buckets in some spots of western New York. Uh, welcome to the show. So um, I really hadn't planned on doing this today, but it just kind of evolved into that organically. Uh, talking about mental illness and how it has affected your family. We got an amazing call from Sheila to start things off. And uh, Patrick is in Tonawanda, um, where, uh, well, in, in his career, uh, he was a uh, police dispatcher. And you say that, uh, if I heard you correctly, 10 to 12% of the people that we run into every day, you believe, are suffering from severe mental illness? Patrick? Um, Tom, I'm not a dispatcher. Are you talking to me? Oh, do I have the wrong guy? I think you do. This is Patrick from Tonawanda. I'm not a oh. I'm not a dispatcher. I'm just a regular person. Oh, I'm just a regular person. Yes, dispatchers are not regular. We've established that. Um, yes, Patrick, uh, go right ahead with your story. Well, I'm, I'm a little late to the talk today. I usually listen, but I just wanted to chip in with a couple things because I was married to a bipolar. Um, I haven't heard anybody mention this. They do know right from wrong. I've done a little research on it, and they do know right from wrong. And another thing that I definitely noticed was that um, they resist taking the medication that they're supposed to be taking. They don't like the side effects. Um, they don't want to gain weight, things of that nature. And so they know right from wrong, and they resist the, the um, taking the medications, and it's a pretty bad prescription for living with other people if you do that. And that's, that's, that's my chipping in. That's all. Well, no, Patrick, I appreciate that because uh, that's one of the points that I tried making earlier uh, with respect to the deinstitutionalization of severely mentally ill person. Okay, so you discharge them and you say, here you go, here's a bottle of pills. And they'll take the pills for a few weeks, they feel better, and suddenly, I'm fine, there's nothing wrong with me whatsoever. Out the pills go into the trash. That's true, that's what they do. And I kind of made an ultimatum with my, with my ex, and I told her, I said, look, if we're going to keep doing this, we're going to have to, I want to go to the doctor with you, and I, I want to know what you're taking, what you're supposed to be taking, when, all that stuff. And that, it was over then. They don't want to do that. And so that was the end of it. But I can tell you that um, once you're not with a bipolar person anymore, life just brightens up. It's just much easier. It's, it's lighter. There's no conflict, things of that nature. And it's too bad because you, you feel bad for the people. They've got this mental situation. It's just the way it is. So how is – do you keep in touch at all with your ex-wife? Oh, no, not at all, no. So that's just a part of the past that has faded into uh, nothingness and obscurity. you have any kids together? Oh, that, 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 
that's what they do. They, they, they cut people off. They don't want you telling them to take their medications. They don't want to hear about how the arguments and fighting shouldn't be happening, that it's all for no reason. They just don't like – so they cut you off, and it's not really – it's not really me or the person dealing with them. It's them. They continually do that. It's a, it's a cycle. They cut people off and go. But I can tell you my life has been great. So, I mean, I can't complain too much. Well, yeah, I mean, you sound obviously very chipper. I can see why she was attracted to you. <laughs> well, was she always that way, or is that something that happened after you were married? I think it was a situation where it was always that way. Because I talked to a, 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 psych, a psychologist, and he said to me, he said, you saw the, uh, the signs, didn't you? And I initially just said, no, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. And he kind of yelled at me. He said, you saw the signs, and you were thinking with the wrong head at the time, weren't you? And I said, well, you're right. I, you're right. I saw the signs the entire time. That's, that's very interesting. But I don't know, man. I mean, there's as far as thinking with the wrong head, there's a lot of, uh, <laughs> shall we say, opportunities out there if you're single. You just got to, you know, take know. advantage of them. Um, it's been great. Thanks. Yeah, well, just be careful. Um, remember, what, stays, <laughs> what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, except for herpes. That'll come back with you. Um, that's from that's the hangover, right. by the way. Uh, thanks very much, Patrick. Uh, take, Thank you. Take it, take it easy. All right. Obviously a very happy guy um, ridding his uh, bipolar wife uh, from his uh, existence. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, talking about mental illness. And you know, all, as I said earlier, all this nonsensical corporate talk about we're listening to mental illness, we need to pay attention to mental illness, I call BS. It's virtue signaling. Because tell you what, if you were to call into work tomorrow and say, hi, I'm having a manic episode. I can't come in today. You really think your boss is going to be on board with that? I think not. Uh, Teresa, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Don. Um, I, my husband and I married in our early 20s, and he ended up becoming a long-haul truck driver. By the time our son was about seven, he was showing signs of something. I wasn't sure what, but he wouldn't listen to anything. You know, he was, in fact, it got to the point where he would leave the house to go to work on a week-long haul. And I, he didn't say goodbye or kiss me or anything. I'd say, where's your dad? He, my son would say he's outside, and I'd go outside to find out that my husband left for the week. He just wasn't communicating at all. And one day he just started disappearing, coming home less and less on his, from his big truck. He just disappeared on us. And he was gone a total of like a year and a half during which time I ended up going for divorce because I was starting to think back to some of the things he was doing and saying and thinking, you know, it's kind of a schizophrenic maybe. And he's obviously gone without talking to me. So I ended up having to go for a divorce because I'm thinking this mentally ill person is riding around in a an 80,000-pound truck. Not safe. Um, and not good for my future, not good for my son's future possible lawsuits and such, accident possibilities and such. So yeah, I, went to I mean, who, who do you, I mean, whom, whom do you contact in a situation like that? The Interstate Commerce Commission? Uh, no, it, I don't know. I would get, I would get tips from truck drivers that knew him 
and they'd say something like, oh, I saw Don over at the truck stop across from Denny's in Syracuse. And I'd say, okay, I'll let his family know in the hopes that, you know, maybe your brother would, you know, take a drive over there and talk to him. Now, are you sure, are, are you sure, and I don't mean to be insensitive, and I hope it doesn't come off that way, my love, so please don't hate me, but are you sure it was <laughs> mental illness and not a side piece? Yeah, because of what happened next. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the story continues. Um, one day I got a call from, eventually he was not getting loads from the people who were dispatching him because he was not right. And so he ended up living in his truck at one of the local um, larger truck stops where you can basically stay there a long time, showers and everything. And I got a call from the Erie County Holding Center one day. He had been caught shoplifting necessities like foot powder and socks. And that really made me upset because I'm thinking this poor man, he's out there, he doesn't know, doesn't know which way he's up. And all he's doing is trying to take care of himself. You know, he's buying, he's stealing socks, for heaven's sakes. So I asked them, I told them that I was going through a divorce, and I would get back to them right away, and I got off the phone and called Family Crisis Services. And I told them what I just told you about the year and a half gone. And they, forgive me, I'm having trouble breathing when I get nervous. <laughs> um so okay. I, I gave them the fully, and they were wonderful. They were wonderful. Family Crisis Services says we will go down there right now and talk to them. They called me back within an hour and a half and said that, yes, he is indeed a paranoid schizophrenic, and he believed, he was believing that I was casting spells on him through time and space. He couldn't get far enough away in his truck to keep from his wife hurting him. <laughs> he feels wow. terrible. But uh, how, how, old, um, how old was he when this paranoid schizophrenia manifested itself? Um, probably in his mid to late 20s. We were already married yeah. about 10 years. Um, no, he, not even that. We were married about, yeah, no, we were married about eight years. So he was like 30, 32. Yeah. Well, that that can happen, as as I'm sure I'm sure you're well aware, uh, and probably more conversant with the literature than am I. When when you look back on the uh, dating days, did anything uh, stand out to make you say something about this just feels off? Um, you know, I wish I would have. I was a young, infatuated, teenage daydreaming kind of a you know teenage daydreamer. So I used to just think he was just the quiet type, you know. So he was a little bit more to himself than I guess the usual person would be. And when it came to doing things, he wanted to do them alone. I would ask him, you know, why don't you call a bunch of your friends if you can build the deck in the backyard, build the deck on a house. And he'd say, no, no, nope, I got it. And he'd be doing it out there by himself. And I thought, you know, in your 20s, don't you have guy friends around? You know, I could cook and get some beer and you can have a ball doing this. But he was always, and he was a loner. Hmm. Wow. I don't mean to. Oh, I don't mean to delve in into this uh, too much. But uh, is he still alive now? How's he doing? He is. After Family Crisis Services saw them, I guess the holding center was willing to release him to the psych center. 
and they got him medicated and got him uh, all taken care of. I guess they even got him an apartment, bought him furniture, and so he's now living with us in Western New York. And I'm not in touch with him, but my son, who is now an adult, is back in touch with him. And they're kind of off again, on again, depending on how he's acting. I guess my son, you know, has moments where he really doesn't want to deal with it. But he's got two grandchildren now, which is a wonderful thing. I've seen pictures of him with the grandchildren, and it makes his day, my husband, my ex-husband. And so I'm glad that they're in touch and that they're spending some time with my ex-husband, with the grandchildren. I think that'll do him the most good that he can get out of life right now. At this point, we're in our 60s now. Wow. Um, So I wish him all the best. I've always prayed for him. And I loved him when we were together. But mental illness sucks. And that's why... You know that's that's why I'm doing the show because of calls yeah. um, of calls I'm like so this. I mean, I, I, I know it's not a I know it's not a pick me up. Uh, let's have fun show, but it's not supposed to be. Um, not not yeah, this topic I've always, anyway. I've always wanted to call in. I've never had the chance to call in, but I thought this this would be the one. I should really get the word out there because some young couple might be going through what we went through at that time, and maybe they'll have a better chance than we had. Yeah, my love, I'm I'm glad you called. You take care of yourself and uh, your grandbabies, okay? Oh, thank you for listening. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Um, folks, I mean, like I said at the beginning of the topic, mental illness affects entire families. And, you know, I frankly, I get a little bit sick of the corporate lip service we give to mental illness because it's just a bunch of talk. Words, words, words. All right, here is uh, Kenny on WBEN. Kenny, uh, welcome to the show. We're talking about mental illness and uh, how it affects families, really. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm to make a couple comments here. I don't know if you're going to agree with or not, but first of all, I think the mental health issue in this country, I think they push that to the side because they've always had these programs for mental health issues, especially for these gun violence things. First thing they run, well, the first thing they run to is the Second Amendment. They go after the people that already are licensed in legal gun owners because they have absolutely no dialogue to back up any of their mental health programs that they think they should have caught these people and on the second hand there's a lot of mental people out there with mental illness that that aren't on the record that don't know and a lot of those people i mean this guy in maine he was flagged he should have been a a, a, a perfect candidate for investigation but a lot of these other people they get an urge one day to grab their gun and go out and kill people there's nothing they could do about it it's just dialogue to them because the voters want to hear that they did something so they can't stand there with their thumbs in their pockets say well we'll federal health we can't do that but we could do the second amendment and get rid of assault rifles first of all on assault rifles not to jump around too much a handgun is also assault weapon those assault rifles every every mass shooting i hear they're single shot they're pulling the trigger and they pull the trigger and every time they pull the trigger a bullet goes off they're not like they're automatic and they hold it in a nine millimeters an assault weapon uh any handgun's a, a weapon you could i could pull off a nine millimeter with 15 shots as fast as somebody could pull off an ar-15 with 30 shots in it okay but so, I mean, getting 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 back on track here with the mental health issue 
every single one of these shootings, when you hear what has happened, what do you immediately think? You immediately think, do you not? This person was mentally ill and seriously mentally ill, and this probably could have been stopped. I think the top's murderer could have been shot, uh, could have been stopped, and should have been shot a long time absolutely. ago. Absolutely. And, and, and this guy in Maine, he absolutely, absolutely. should have been stopped. They absolutely. all, it's like they all fit a profile, and the profile is mental illness, severe, profound mental illness. And I'm not but saying that that should be a legal defense because I think prison is a good place for these people, uh, but usually they end up blowing their own heads off, which they ought to do first. Absolutely. I don't dispute the fact that these people are mentally ill and they have passion for them, but it's all the people that aren't recognized mentally uh, have mental issues that they're never going to be able to figure that out. How do you do that? It's like you're, you know, you're, shooting blind you don't know who's going to get up one day and and create these mass shootings that's yeah, why i think there's a little political I, I, issue sir, there I, that i i need to i need to go because i'm out of time um there there are other cases where they have found brain tumors in people who have pulled off mass shootings uh there's a kid in olean back in the 1970s who uh it wasn't the, the the body count wasn't high but it certainly was profound for the families involved and he was found to have a brain tumor and that uh university of texas what austin shooter back in the early 1960s upon autopsy it was found he also had a brain tumor so it's possible that a brain tumor could be involved in some of these, but mostly I strongly su- uh, suspect that it's uh, mental illness. Well, folks, uh, thanks for all the calls. I really appreciate it. Great work by Tanner Saunders behind the glass on WBEN. And stand by because Tom Puckett is coming up next with Buffalo's Evening News from 6 until 7. And then uh, tomorrow, a new morning, Susan Rose, Buffalo Broadcast Hall of Famer, and Brian Mazurowski. Then BMAZ and Beamer, 9 to 10. David Bellavia, 10 until 2. And then I come in to destroy everything they've built from 2 until 6. On News Radio 930, WBEN. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.